Welcome to One Flew Over the Side Quest. Just to let you know that if you pop on to the Pixie Podcast Instagram, you will be able to see the photo that we use for our game that we play later on. Just as a little precursor to this podcast, I just want to let you guys know that we do play Guess Who, um, but it's Pokemon related. So if you can, just pop over to the Instagram to give yourself a bit of context on it. If not, I hope it sounds okay and you sort of understand that we're just trying to guess Pokemon characters. So they're all real famous Pokemon characters. Do enjoy the podcast. Stop right there, criminal scum! Nobody breaks the law on my watch! I'm confiscating your stolen goods. Now pay your fine! Welcome to One Flew Over the Side Quest, your place for philosophical gaming discussions, deep delves into specific games, and a little feud between an Irish lass and some British legend. With me, the host Ryan, and Spyro Swoon, Total Loon, the funny honey, mocks herself, wants to be an elf, raw, uncut, the big bad ginger nut. Welcome, Kitty. To Hello. our first ever YouTube of this, yeah. anyway. Um, so anybody who's listening, of course, you can go and check this out on uh, Pixie Podcast on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have to just start off before we continue with a brief apology about the fact that my father shouted up the stairs in the last podcast. And <laughs> yeah. In my tired editing process, I didn't take it out, and I do apologise for that. But on we go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Good old Trev. There will be <laughs> there will be no such um, such making a cameo. This podcast. No, but he's yes. going to be the star of the show from now on. Mm, I say, yeah, it won't be the same. Like it'll be like a thing, like a gimmick on the podcast. No, people later. people want Trev now. Yeah, that's it. Every every mm-hmm. week, tune in. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have. If anybody hasn't watched this before and you're just watching on YouTube for the first time, we have three segments, which is what's the story. And then it's deep discourse, and then it's Ryan versus Ginger Nut. So that's just for anybody who's who's new, new listening, or you're new watching, or anything like that. And basically, what's the story is just what we've been up to playing lately. And then deep discourse is where we break down either a specific game, or we go into like a philosophical gaming discussion. Where like last week we done like what makes a game world immersive and stuff like that. And then we move on to Ryan versus Ginger Nut, in which I whoop Kaylee's ass every week, and it's uh-huh. becoming quite the theme. As I whooped your ass the first week. Um, two one up. That was a practice round and didn't count. No, but we have to count it anyway, which is where Kaylee's only one ever will come from. So, what's the story, Kaylee? <laughs> mm-hmm. Every every week it's going to be what's the story, and it's just going to be me being like, mm-hmm, I'm out at you. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> no. What have I been playing? Obviously, Obviously, other than Pokemon, because we will oh, be yeah, t- in today's I'm... in today's podcast. We will be breaking down Pokemon. Uh, sword yeah. from the perspective of me who is an utter noob still am really in so mm-hmm. many ways even though i've put 40 hours into it now and uh, of course kaylee who has uh put you know she put 40 hours in on the first day so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not the first day but yeah. yeah well apart from pokemon i played a lot of pokemon so but apart from that i played a lot of stardew valley ah uh, yes it's yes. now my new comfort game mm-hmm. um so it's just super chill, but it, like it just gets really addicting, really fast. Yeah. Um, 
but like super chill but you just don't see the hours go by mm. but um i'm really enjoying it i'm into like my second year in it because i don't you don't play stardew no i've never and, played um, stardew but I can, i've watched it on streams and yeah. i can see that I, i'm not sure whether like obviously the only thing that i can even liken it to in any way is like kind of like i've had quite illustrious farms on minecraft uh, mm-hmm. where you know i've woken up every day and you know taking down all my crops and all that kind of stuff and it's really giving me like a real purpose to get up and get all it in and then plant all the seeds again wait for it to mm-hmm. grow again all that kind of stuff but obviously it has like the um like melee mechanics and all that kind of stuff as well yeah. doesn't it which is like gives yeah. it a real dynamic yeah, yeah yeah i'm not good at that though oh, okay. i'm not good at the fighting i'm like very much like oh i'm a farmer <laughs> and yeah, nice, then nice. i go to the mine and i get my ass whooped mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they've stolen all my money and i'm like but um (laughs) it reminds me of do you remember farmville on facebook yeah it reminds me of that a lot yeah but like obviously you're not tapping or clicking i guess you're just you can move around and stuff which is cool yeah yeah yeah. and you can like interact with the npcs and like you can actually have relationships and you can get married and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which is cool which has been yeah that's how i like i spent my first few hours of the game being like i'm gonna romance someone Mm mm-hmm and um, that's literally all did I did. Did you manage to complete your conquest of that person? I have a girlfriend. Oh, nice. That's sick. Yeah, a nice redhead called Leah. Nice. I just don't know how to move her into my farm yet. So she's living in her little shack by the lake. And I'm like, why Why <laughs> won't you move in with me? And what's she like? I'm just not ready for that kind of commitment yet? Or what? It's just a... Yeah, well, you know, we're in our second year here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so she needs, she, to... she needs to hurry up. She needs to commit to the farm life. Yeah, but you know? I think... Because you're not moving think... into the town. <laughs> <laughs> no but realistically i think i need to like build an extension or something or get a kitchen mm-hmm. i think i don't know i was trying to google it earlier and i think they were like you need to get a kitchen so you can cook food and then she'll move in and i was right. like nah that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> if we go by my real life personality that will never happen mm-hmm. yeah because i don't like cooking it just it, it, the only thing that um i i think in regards to get slightly deeper about it is just that it seems to be nice for like anxiety like anytime you're sort of feeling anxious or feeling like you know things are a bit too much to go on stuff i've had a couple of people who i know that play Mm -hmm. it just seem to go to it when things are particularly sort of uh high rate in real life yeah 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 because i i was really hardcore into it when i was doing my exams Mm -hmm. um and i was like doing my thesis and stuff like that and then i really completely like just dismissed it for a very long time when i especially when i got back onto the witcher and stuff like that and then and pokemon and then it's since i finished pokemon and i've had been having a little bit of a stressful time lately but um yeah i just picked it up again and it's like yeah. a like it's a real comfort game yeah it's nice it seems to be yeah. like it, it's all like processes and you're in control of everything and everything mm-hmm. like that which is always really good in those kind of games yeah and it's really achievement based so you kind of feel like you're actually getting stuff done even though not in real life but like mm-hmm. you still feel like you know you're getting stuff done you feel achieved like they have the achievement mechanics like really well down in that game so does it give you like daily tasks and stuff like that you've got to get done that used to like yeah like a little te- checklist of things to do every day and stuff like that that then um, progresses or what there kind of is like there is a little section for achievements and stuff but i, I never really look in there but like it's just little things like you have to like actually there is um there's like a building that you have to like cr- like collect these bundles so you have to like say make a like top star turnip or something and you have to put it in a bundle and then you have to i don't know get a pumpkin and put it in a bundle and then like when you get a full bundle you can get a prize and stuff like that or you could collect a reward um that's cool though yeah 
it's really cool and then just like apart from that you just have to look after your farm because if you don't like everything dies yeah yeah you know so like you have to water your plants you have to like look after like your chickens and like farm doing stuff like that is it you get certain crops that grow faster and all that kind of yes. stuff you gotta keep an eye on yeah, that yeah. like, like you're juggling those uh, or spinning all those plates at the same time kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah, yeah cool. and then just like and then the seasons change and then you have different crops and you have different um you do fishing as well so sometimes i liken it to animal crossing a little bit where like the seasons change and you do fishing and you know certain things are like can grow in like spring and certain things grow in winter mm-hmm. actually no nothing grows in winter <laughs> certain things grow in um summer would you like potatoes grow in winter and stuff like that or not no i think no. i just did like went through winter and i couldn't really grow anything oh okay I was just yeah, like tending so it's quite to true my... to life in certain ways then, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just tending to my chickens. But in general you are really enjoying it again and stuff like yes. that. Yes. I've named yeah. my my chickens after the hobbits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have three, so I think I have Frodo, Mary and Pippin, and I have to get a fourth one and call it Sam. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. That that'd be a cool little quartet to have, wouldn't it? Nice. Yeah, What's and then I have two cows. What's farm called? My farm? Yeah. I called it Lon Lon Ranch. After your um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's um, where you go and get a pawn in Ocarina um, of Time. What are your um, cows called? <laughs> I call them Arwen and Eowyn. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. I was just yeah, saying, yeah. you're going to continue the Lord of the Rings theme. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Legolas and Aragorn in my head. I was like, oh, but no, yeah. Yeah, but they're okay. cows, so they're girls. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, so you put it as, um, yeah. as Arwen and Arwen. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Arwen and Eowyn, yeah. I win they win, that's it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, that's that's all apart from Pokemon, isn't it, for you? Myself, obviously, I've just been diving into a little bit of Warzone, played a little bit of a chat from work, which was really nice, and mm-hmm. uh, we had a couple of wins on Rebirth, which is the one which isn't like uh, the one that you're used to watching me play. It's oh. still Battle Royale, but every time you die when you're with a teammate, they don't have to buy you back or anything. They just have to stay alive for 14 seconds or 20 seconds or something, and if they stay oh, alive so for, for noobs. Time, yeah, if you stay alive for that time, you can come back in, which is really nice. And it's like really quick fire as well. It's like a tiny map and stuff. So it's not like the dance where you have to like run around for hours and hours and hours and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, like spend a lot of time like traversal and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But we won a couple of games, which was good fun. Nice. Um, which I really, really enjoyed. And I think I think it was just nice because it was like our first time really playing with each other kind of thing as well, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So it was just nice to sort of like settle everything down for win kind of thing. Although I was, I was taking the mick out of him and work the other day. I came in and like, wrote it to him like oh man i got really sore back this morning like and then he was like oh yeah because I <laughs> but yes wow. so, um... <laughs> yes and then you i'm gonna tell him to go look at your streams and wow, um really you're gonna cut me like that right now you know right when i'm just well, right you're gonna give him wins. shit i'm like i'm gonna give you shit because have you gotten <laughs> number one on your streams yet no i haven't yet no not until this so. point but you know Mm-mm. i was messing with the guys on chart select and i was saying um I was going to start playing Warzone with them just to try and become better than you. Just yeah. so that I could get a number one. Mm-hmm. And you won't. Because <laughs> by the time I get that good, you probably still wouldn't have gotten number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is unsolicited um, <laughs> destruction of me, you know, right now. And I'm, I'm gutted. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's fine. Because... It'll be you that I'm thinking of when that first win comes in. I'll be going, come on, yeah. I'll be giving it the big one mm-hmm. after losing 199,000 times. But just that one win is all that matters, you know? After all yeah, that. by that stage, I will have like five or something. <laughs> like, 
Oh dear. Uh, the only <laughs> other thing I've been playing, and I play a little bit of Apex, but I won't go into that too much. But I'm still really enjoying that. It's really nice mechanics and stuff, mm-hmm. and I managed to play it with Luke the other night, which was really nice. nice. Always like playing, be able to play with Luke as much as possible is always good fun. Um, he mm-hmm. was on his stream as well, Twitch.tv/NRGRoberts for anybody N-R-G. who's watching, anybody who's watching or listening. Uh, but mainly, it was Firewatch that I completed, which mm-hmm. was like a little five-hour walking sim experience that is excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. And it just seemed to like compound on itself. There was times where it was like really full on and like it was like um like heart wrenching at times because there's quite a, mm. like quite a lot of emotion to it and the ending yeah. was quite full on and stuff like that. But like the general kind of gameplay of it is just like the story unfolds in a really cool way and you end up finding out all these different things and secrets and stuff. And I won't uh, ruin any of it because I think it'll be a game that you'd really enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's chill at points but it's also like or like a psychological thriller at points as well because you're you're out on this like work working on this firewatch where you like you know look at the fires in like a big national park which i think might be yellowstone i can't remember which one it is and mm-hmm. you look out over the over the distance and there's like a fire you gotta keep like tabs on it if you see any new ones or anything like that and uh you end up like having to go down and like deal with some people that are camping and stuff like that because they shouldn't be making campfires because they might set fire to things stuff like that or whatever mm-hmm. um and then it's it seems to just go be really weird because you end up being watched by someone and like you see them in the distance and stuff and it's really sketchy because you like see a guy and you're like you know you're constantly talking to this like person you never meet who's on like a walkie-talkie with you who's your boss um, and she ends up, uh, you know, you end up like just having loads and loads of like, really witty, funny conversations with her all the time. And like he mm. says, like uh, you can like choose what you say to her as well. So it's like dialogue option based as well. So I'd be oh, fascinated nice. to see how it plays out if you choose different dialogue options and stuff like that. Which I'd be mm. again interested to watch you play to see whether you found it out that way. But yeah, yeah, so so you end up seeing this guy, and then he says, oh, like I chose the option. Like that was freaky because he was like stood up on a hill, like shining a torch at me, and then like, when I looked at him, he like ran away. And I was like, oh, this guy's like freaking me out. And she was like, ooh, you saw someone out in the wild, did you? No one ever sees anybody out in the wild kind of thing, like trying to just like downplay it and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like weird stuff just like uh, keeps happening. Like you return back to your house and it's been broken into and loads of your stuff's been taken. But you're not sure whether it's the fact that you told these people who were camping to, to piss off or whether it was it was the fact that it, and it just like oh. goes down that road but like it gets worse and worse and more like psychologically full on and you feel like you're being watched by the government and then you like it just goes crazy because you end up finding a, a tape recording of your and her conversation where they've been tapping into your radio wave and listening to you and all this kind of stuff wow. and it just goes like crazy and it's just like it's just so amazing how it plays out but the dialogue is like top notch the voice acting is brilliant and it's mm. just it's a really nice little experience so anybody who's who's uh, watching or listening please please just check out firewatch it's about five hours long i paid about 13 pounds for it something like that 13 dollars 13 euros around that kind of area and it's well worth the money it's just like a little concise experience and the developers deserve it if anything because it's, that's the kind of games that i like to be uh, made and stuff like that because i think it's just mm-hmm. fan- fantastic concise little experience and it and it ends on such a perfect note of leaving you with enough questions but not questions that you're like oh my god i need a sequel to find out but actually just being like oh wow that was just a really amazing experience and left mm-hmm. me with loads of questions that 
I think would be ruined if there was ever a sequel or anything like that. I think that it just should be left mm. as this kind of content little story that leaves you thinking, oh, what could have been? Or I wonder what happened to him or I wonder what happened to this and I wonder how that played out and all this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. the start is very emotionally hefty as well and it's and it's really, really good. Um, but yes, Firewatch, super, super enjoyed it. But I will wrap up what's the story this week and move mm. on to deep discourse because we are <laughs> we are probably going to be this will be a reasonably long podcast i can imagine so buckle up um because we have a lot to say about what a game that's changed my perspective mm-hmm. of an entire franchise that's for sure um but we are going to be talking about pokemon sword from the perspective of kaylee who's been a huge huge pokemon fan her entire life and me who has never played a Pokemon game beforehand. I've never even played a Game Boy game or anything like that, and I barely knew anything any anything, anything other than like Gen 1 Pokemon, really. It was the only thing I ever had experience with. And I certainly had never played the games, like the turn-based games at all, mm. or any games for that matter. The closest thing I would have done to playing a Pokemon game would be playing as the Pokemon trainer in Smash Bros was probably the closest thing I've ever had to playing anything. It's not the same. That's not what I expected you to say. Just, just to give a tiny bit of context, Kaylee, just take us through your Pokemon history because mm-hmm. we'll just quickly run through my Pokemon history. Pokemon Sword. No, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, mine's a lot more extensive. So I, um, I played Pokemon Red and Yellow. I mm-hmm. used to borrow my friend's Game Boy Color and he would lend me red and yellow. So I, I completed both of them. Yep. Um, then my dad got the Game Boy Advance and I got Pokemon Ruby. So that was like, I always class that as my first ever Pokemon game that I owned. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite Pokemon game ever. And I feel like everyone's first Pokemon game always turns out to be their favorite. Yeah. Um, so love that. Um, then obviously... You went into the DS era. Yeah. You had like Diamond and Pearl, yep. which I personally at the time didn't enjoy that much, but I'm okay. more, and it, no, it's actually because I cheat. My friend had like um one of those cheat cards. Oh, um, right. And that was when I realized I cheated in a game for the first time and hated it. Oh, no. I, it really just ruined the whole experience for me. Yeah. And I just ended up hating that, like um that generation of Pokemon. But they're remaking that generation. That's going to be the next Pokemon game that comes oh, out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, so it might, might revitalize that. Yes. That's going to be a very unpopular opinion as well because people mm-hmm. love that generation. So don't come for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, yeah, then Black and White came out. And I think they are potentially the best. They have the best storyline of any Pokemon okay. game. Um, and then they're the first Pokemon game that came out with sequels. So then they came out with Black and White 2, yep. which I still think is a phenomenal storyline. They have my favorite character ever in it. His name is N. He's very complex, okay. but I love him. Because I'm, I don't want to spoil anything because I'm hoping that maybe one day you'll play these. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like um, I've got the bug. That's for sure. Like I'm mm-hmm. keen, keen, keen to play more Pokemon. Big yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then obviously 3DS came out and you had X and Y and that was really enjoyable. Really liked that. Um, you moved on to, I think it was Sun and Moon after that, which I really enjoyed, but I just thought that storyline was like far too wacky. Mm -hmm. And then you had, they had a weird alternate version of them called Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, I've heard those. And I just thought, huh? I've heard those names before. Yeah. 
and I just thought I got too wacky after that I just thought yeah. those were just far too wacky for me and I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion too but they were mm. it just was so strange it was such a strange game even though I jo- enjoyed it and I enjoyed the mechanics and I enjoyed the Pokemon that came with it I just thought the storyline was just far too much okay um Obviously, apart from the main story games, I am obsessed with the GameCube games. So they were Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon yeah. XD. And you they were obviously like... are an avid collector of the cards, any kind of like pops, mm-hmm. any kind of posters, anything, all Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically your entire, like you, you've played through the entire thing. There's not a Pokemon game apart from this one that you've missed, right? Not really. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Apart from I didn't have an N sixty four, so I ba- yeah, yeah. like I briefly played Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. and I have Pokemon Snap now. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. But but yeah. in regards to like core Pokemon titles, you've played through them all and yes. all that kind of stuff, which is mm-hmm. which is great experience. So what I'm thinking is to to construct this because you are clearly far more well versed in Pokemon than I think I'll probably ever be, even if I go mental for it. That if I read to you or or, or sort of list the things that I've written down because mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice to have some perspective from you on them anyway, as someone who's played the games, and whether my my uh, a very little amount of issues for this game or the things that I really love for this game are mm-hmm. something that, obviously, I would have no clue whether they're something that would be new to this game and that haven't been mm-hmm. in previous, so I might not like the other ones as much or whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to just run through, and then we can run through you after, and then I can give a bit of perspective from someone who hasn't played Pokemon games but certainly played this one. Um, to mm-hmm. see to see how you feel. So at any moment, stop, interject, go ahead and and run with it. But I initially the very first thing was that I've never ever ever played a Pokemon game before. I know mm-hmm. that there is a huge franchise. I know it makes bucket tons of money. I know that there is a lot of expectation from my end of it being mm-hmm. very good because Pokemon seems to be like some kind of cult that mm-hmm. is if you've played it then everyone goes oh my god yeah like i played everything like if there's two people that know pokemon they just seem to just like like two magnets attached to each other and they love to talk about it and there's such a oh my god you got a pikachu or whatever that's all the different things that that seem to be about it so i was like already apprehensive and i came into this game thinking i wasn't going to like it so I came it's in intimidating thinking, though. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I came in thinking I don't have a clue even what what's what anything. I don't know yeah. like what Pokemon fight, what Pokemon well. I don't. I didn't even know the mechanics. I knew I knew it was turn based because I've seen gameplay, but like I I didn't know whether you know what it would be like. And I remember that one of the things that I because I'm obviously always taking in loads of information from the industry and stuff. That's one of the things that people who are Pokemon fans seem to be really. Uh, blown away by was they were like oh my god you can see them in the grass right this apparently was something that was massive i came into this game thinking christ this game probably makes way more money than breath of the wild ever could you know and Mm -hmm. it isn't as good graphically or mechanically as breath Mm -hmm. of the wild is or something like that so when i came into it and i was like oh, this is what people were excited about. This is only within my first five minutes playing this kind of thing. Like I was very like, I'm coming in, bringing like a little bit of negativity, if I'm honest, towards it, because I'm feeling like left out. I've always felt left out of Pokemon. Yeah. It's always been something that's never been anything to do with me. And I've, I've always like struggled to uh, relate to it. So like th- th- I brought that in and I'm thinking, wow, this game looks so basic and so mm-hmm. empty and soulless to begin with it's only my first thoughts yeah yeah soulless and there's nothing to it and it just like i was like wow this is what they mean but they're in the grass like i can literally see one pokemon walking around in the grass and then if i walk up to it it takes me into a into <laughs> a, a cutscene and all this kind of stuff and even the background of the cutscene, i was like this is must be the cheapest game to develop for 60 pounds i've ever seen in my life i was like there's poke there's there's like i literally there's only at this point so don't 
don't go don't go no, cl- I know that. don't go click and clean off the podcast now going this guy's a fucking <laughs> asshole like oh, i can't believe he's talking about pokemon like this this was this is why i'm supports. laughing because as yeah. like a pokemon fan i'm like i mm-hmm. remember i started it the exact opposite as just as you said pokemon fans were like wow i was the exact same i was like oh my god this is insane yeah, yeah. look how so like much it's improved whatever yeah yeah yeah. So, so that was for me going into it. I, what I was expecting was a Breath of the Wild like uh, art, like like it's very similar in that art style, isn't it? Of being like kind of yeah. bro- vibrant and cartoony, and then the, mm-hmm. you, there would be that level of detail in your environment, like if it rains and everything that you know you see the water falls, or the water drops falling properly, and all this kind of stuff. But there was none of that, and I was just a bit like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Um, so I came into it thinking this, and then all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, in one moment this game changed the course of my history to being a Pokemon fan, I believe, for probably the rest of my life now. And that was when I'm sat there, I'm reading through this text. Even the fact that it didn't have dialogue was something that was like, I was like, wow, they didn't even have dialogue in this game. I thought it would at least be voice acted. Like, this is where I am at this point. And then all of a sudden, mm. they plop these three little Pokemon in front of me. And I'm like, oh, wow, I get to choose one. And it's, mine. <laughs> and, it's and I can keep it oh my god it's like my little baby and then i'm like looking through him and then this little blue legend looks up at me and i'm like oh i want to have him because i've always i always uh like if anyone had to ask me what my favorite pokemon was it was always squirtle like i really like squirtle mm-hmm. i think he just looks cool and you know i remember watching the cartoons and stuff so it was the only one i seemed to really find any kind of attachment to so i went for the water pokemon and then that just completely changed my whole life then because immediately without any like it just seemed to just completely change my whole perspective and that's the first thing i've got written down is just my attachment to sobble so sobble who i called mizu because kaylee helped me out and said that i said i wanted to call it a cool name and what's uh, water in japanese and she said mm-hmm. mizu and, and that's why i called him mizu so if i refer to sobble as mizu that's because i called him that but i didn't give yeah. any nick- nicknames to any other pokemon but I yeah so the same with mine i, my... I only nicknamed my grookey mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i had this immediate and sudden attachment to this little pokemon and i was like like I, I must have finished my first session. I'm already on Amazon. Like I'm like looking at little sobble toys and doing all these little things. I'm like, oh, he's such a little dude and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh man, like he's so cool. He's like, my, he's like my little guy, my little backup, my little sidekick, all this kind of stuff. And then obviously, then I'm starting to catch these other Pokemon and all this kind of stuff, which is great. And then like, um, it it then fed into this like collection addiction. And this is the I think is the same with everybody that plays Pokemon. You get addicted to this kind of like, oh, I don't have that. I want that. Oh, I don't want it. So it's the exactly the same as any any collector of coins or anything else. You know, they're checking the back of the coins, going, "Wow, well, I haven't got that one. I want to grab mm-hmm. this. It's mine now." And you know, that goes into my collection, which is a great mechanic because it just feeds a human need to collect things. That I think, yeah. like, just all be that any possessional, like any possessions at all, that humans just have this inbuilt need to I think to just be like, "Oh, that's mine. I, I get to keep that now, and I get to put it in the corner, and it's mine." You know, it will be it whether it's your monitor or whether it's a toy yeah. or whether it's uh, you know whatever it is, and and it really like fed into this part of me that I did hadn't really felt before, apart from in like looter shooters and stuff like that, where like mm. it was like, "Oh, I really want to open the boxes. I really want to like collect more guns and see what it was like, and all this kind of stuff, like in Destiny and stuff like that." Um, yeah. But I think yeah, they like, do a, a better job in this game at making you want to collect more Pokemon okay. compared to other games because I felt that too. And it was the first time in other Pokemon games, I was very much like the earlier I caught Pokemon, the more attached I got to them. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to swap them out for newer Pokemon because I was like, oh, these are my loyal Pokemon. I don't want to get rid of them. 
where in this game I had less attachment to those Pokemon because I just wanted to catch so many. Yeah. Um, which was really unusual. Like I, I changed out my starter Pokemon. Like I know you love Mizu and Mizu's your diehard, you know, <laughs> ride or die. Mizu's yeah. your your little bro. But I um <laughs> I got rid of my Grookey. I was I got him all fully evolved and I was like, ah oh, no, he can go because yeah. it's just so easy to catch other Pokemon. That's actually a point later that I'll go into anyway. But yeah. This game particularly does a really, really good job of making you really want to catch them up. Yeah, for sure. And it, and, that, and that's just where, like, immediately it fed into me then. And I was just like, you know, every Pokemon I saw, I was like, oh, I don't have that one. And mm-hmm. that, that as the game progressed, that became less of an importance to me. But it was my gateway drug into the game. It was like, yeah. it got me in and it got me addicted. And it got me wanting to run into every blade of grass I saw. If something looked a little different and going, oh, I haven't seen that before. Let's go fight it and let's mm-hmm. go see this. And it got me thinking these, like, or feeling these feelings that, like, I caught myself thinking, thinking who am i i'm mr i don't care about pokemon and i've just not i've just made something faint instead of grabbing it and i'm angry about it i'm like oh mm-hmm. no mizu don't knock him out bud i need to get him i need to get him like you know a little tiny bit of red health mate or i'm grabbing one and i haven't and i've gone a little bit gung-ho and i've not knocked his health down enough and he's popped back out the pokeball and i'm like oh my god because like i know this is weird for you because you've never like you must have experienced this so so many times and throughout all the pokemon games but, but for me like the first ever time i had a pokemon fly out the pokemon ball i was like oh he's back out like what's going on and all this stuff <laughs> for me it was just like oh. totally it was just like totally crazy but, i'm very like, much like oh sweet summer child <laughs> yes yeah yeah for sure this is where my um my... you don't know the hardships of the older games where <laughs> literally like some of the pokemon were just impossible oh wow really yeah yeah this game so, was a lot easier to catch pokemon so i um another thing i've got written down is just how relaxing it is it was nice for yeah. me who's been going from ghost of Shima and um like you know story heavy games to Warzone and like stressful online shooters and stuff like that good stress don't worry but but stress nonetheless mm-hmm. um debatable <laughs> depending on where you finish um but <laughs> but yeah, but going from that to a game where like i'm just walking around and i feel like everything's just a, a nice pace like it was always just like hot would always say to me like dude i'm running ahead you do you meet me there and that was always that was just really nice for me to not just be like oh like constantly like oh my god because because i think uh in certain scenarios like with with games like even as like the witcher or something like that's a perfect example of an rpg because i guess this is an rpg that like it the witcher's main that uh, the witcher Geralt's main mission is actually for me like something you just want to run after constantly and and that mm-hmm. of course i've done all the side missions anyway but i think like sometimes it's just a bit like oh why am i helping a woman with a pan when you know uh series <laughs> in danger you know that kind of thing but that never felt like the case in pokemon it just felt really measured and really like well paced and everything was really nice and all that kind of stuff and it feel like i was like oh no i'm you know the world's gonna end if i stop and look for these pokemon it almost like they gave me this yeah. this uh this thing to like be like go ahead and just like you know walk around and check out these wild areas and go and do these different things um but yes uh so relaxing um a challenging learning curve so of course this is where um i was katie's young padawan who would often call her and say what do i do and this again is is a testament to my lack of knowledge i would say how do i beat a skunk or how do I beat a, whatever it was? <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can think at the top of your head of some of the ones I've said or whatever that I've tried. Uh, no, you it's... just you'd ring me and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm facing a hedgehog. What do I do?" And I'm like, "What does that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And you're like, um, "Red frog. What is it? What do I do?" I'm like, 
I don't know. What's the name? You never, no, but you never gave the names. You were just like making descriptions. And you're like, pigeon, pigeon? I was like, yeah, and then Kaylee dealt with these really well and ended up telling me most of the time how to defeat these different things. Um, and then I, throughout the game, managed to learn things myself. Like if you switch your Pokemon, which I only learned probably in the last two hours of the mm-hmm. game, which really bothered me, was when I switched Pokemon, I didn't have to guess which one would be the best. And actually next to each one of their attacks, it says whether it's effective or not, which I didn't realize till the last two hours of the game, which I was like, wow, if I'd have known this the whole way through, I would have had a lot less fainted Pokemon. But... Uh, Katie really helped me out and I could lean on you for knowledge and stuff like that and it was it's so interesting to me it's like just for a learning curve for someone who's never experienced this before that fire's good against grass and electric's really good against water so I'm like putting Mizu out and I'm just like <gasps> Mizu's been knocked clean out by like a little mouse that's got a little tail and I'm like what's going on this makes no sense he's well hard and then you were like oh yeah because they're electric and I'm like oh what's going on it's just so crazy for me they're like all these there's there's these intricacies to it and there's a way to play it there's a way to there's like there's a lot more tactics to it than i thought there was i thought it was mm-hmm. just like you know uh the machamp for example would be your man because he's a big hard pokemon that you put out and he's the biggest and hardest one but actually if you put him against certain types doesn't matter what size they are it's it's the it's the thing and i guess i seem to remember it in the cartoon in the cartoon as well now i think back to it of like you know squirrel just ruining a charizard just because he was yeah. I think that's really early in the cartoons, isn't it? That like Squirtle just ruins Charizard because it's just the type differences, mm-hmm. which I just think is a great mechanic for a game, and I like the fact that it's got these different things that you can add into it. And I guess it's that kind of um, like the learning curve is really, really good in it. I think. Yeah. Can we just um, take a quick break just to say that? Did I don't know if you got this, but anytime you used a special uh, a move that was special effect against Hop, he used to have this little cutscene being like, "Ooh." I knew you'd yeah. learn like type advantages every yes. single battle. <laughs> yeah, like and was I like, just ooh, I knew you'd do a super effective move against me or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, hop. I was like, we're literally like about to yeah. fight the champion. Of course, mm-hmm. I figured this out now. <laughs> and I was like, I just, I like every single time he did that, I raged. Sorry, that was mm-hmm. just my little interjection because okay, or well, literally, like it. I say, far away the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um. So that I really enjoyed the learning curve. I really enjoyed like d- learning different things. And I felt like I'm really proud of myself via your mm-hmm. um, via your praise that I ended up like learning different things. And you were like, oh no, you actually done really well then, and all that kind of stuff. We battled outside of it and stuff like that. And you were like, oh, you've like learned dig, and then that stops me from attacking. And like, you used the mm-hmm. right Pokemon against me at the right times, and I retracted Mizu at certain times, like because I knew how to do that then. And it, but like I know this will probably sound crazy to like Julok if you're listening, but like to yeah. me this was just totally new, mate. Like I never knew that like like retracting my sobble rather than making him fight to the end against someone he's no good at is an option and all these different things it's really interesting to like go through that for me and i really like that yeah <laughs> for sure the only thing i'm gonna say is you're gonna have a really big shock going back to the older games because this game and this is one point i'm gonna always make is i think this game for a pokemon game is too easy yeah um even the fact that they put beside the moves that like, oh, this is super effective and yes. this is like effective. So you would have to do that do just off memory, would you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. From all the earlier games. Um, maybe not the last one. I can't remember if um, yeah, yeah. Sun and Moon did it, but um, all the other games, mm, you so just have to know these could, things. That could ruin me then, I guess. because I Yeah, would... but I think you're going to have a, a good foundation now to go back. Yeah. But when you were a four-year-old child... Mm-hmm. And trying to learn, like I, I feel proud now thinking back on it, but seeing how easy it is now, and being like, how the hell did I do that when I was like three or four? Yeah, yeah. 
That's mad, isn't it? Where you literally like, and you didn't have colors or anything, don't forget, either, to like even be like, oh, well, red yeah. means fire, so mm. blue against red. It was literally yeah. just like, mm. just try and try. It's all about failing and learning, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. good. Um, but for, for me, who tends to play things on easy, the difficulty level for me was just, was really good. But I did write at the end. Even though I really like easy games, it was probably a little bit too easy for me. Because mm-hmm. come the end, I was just trashing people. Like the yeah. governor or whatever he was called, I just trashed him. I just like ended yeah. that guy. And, I, and I, that felt like the a chairman. Fight. He is the, the chairman. The cha- the chairman the, you called him the prime minister yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, he the, the way this scene like narratively is constructed is like, holy shit. Yeah. This is, he's supposed this is to be like big boss tide. man yeah there and then i just like completely ruined him and he was like oh thanks for coming um so art style i really liked really liked yeah. the art style really endearing really colorful and vibrant and happy it was just really yeah. good even when i was getting nailed at certain times or whatever which again with the easy difficulty level wasn't very often but even when i got lost pokemon and stuff like that it was never like stressful for me and like I like the fact that it was just every time I play Pokemon now, even like as even as we speak, I'm getting a bit of a hankering to just be like, oh, I wish I could just go play Pokemon for a bit and just relax and just, you know, train my Pokemon up and do all these different things, which I really, really enjoy. Um, I'm not sure, like I say, whether if I went back to older games that um, that difficulty would hinder me and make me not enjoy it. But I I wonder whether just because I learned things, whether I see that as a challenge and want to complete it. Um, Yeah. But yes, uh, the other thing was uh, I've only got three more things, which is um team construction i enjoyed building a team you did trade me a couple of really good ones which really helped um mm-hmm. lucario and uh ghastly or what's, what's it called gengar gengar oh no ha- um, uh, yeah gengar yeah, and gengar. arcanine and arcanine was was my you're uh, like was my main man you know he yeah. was he was beast uh the entire time um but yeah so i got those and i just like the fact that at the end come the final thing like it, it brings out the same main menu and it's like pans across your team and mm-hmm. I felt like such a sense of ownership and like, yeah, and that's the guys that got me there. And I remember that, you know, Arcanine was there when we beat this person and Arcanine there and then going through all the gym leaders and all these different things and, you know, like how good they, they were for me at different times. And like when I got, when I went down to the double battles and I used to like throw Arcanine and Mizu and be like, you know, got double whammy of the fire and the water and stuff was just like fascinating mm-hmm. and fantastic and stuff like that. Um, the training grind I liked. I liked the fact that at cer- up until a certain level, which was like 40, 50 ish uh, beforehand, when you would like level up, it would say, oh, you can only train, po- you can only, uh, Pokemon will only listen to you to a certain level and all these different things, which of course I didn't know about. Um, but I liked going through that. I thought that was good. Like a little mechanic of being like, oh, before I get to the next gym, I better train up because otherwise I might get beat, which I probably shouldn't have because I probably would have had uh, more of a challenge when I went to them and stuff like that. Um, and then I thought the story was pretty good. I thought it was yeah. it done enough. If it was any more dramatic or any more like emotionally full on, it wouldn't have fit because I'm guessing no. these games aren't meant to be, you know, gut wrenching oh. at any points. I'm not sure whether I, I'm only going, off, only going off what I know. Um, mm. And it was it was all right. I thought it was pretty decent. I I'd, I'd say that what this game to to um, to sum up my whole um thing before i let you let loose on it as, a, as someone who is um well versed mm-hmm. is it has changed my perspective on the entire um the entire franchise 
I really am interested now to play Pokemon. Not Pokemon Snap. I wouldn't go that far. But I, nah, I, I, I you're gonna change your mind. You're gonna change. I, your, mind you, I haven't played it yet. I own it, I, but, but like you'll change your mind because you're gonna. I'm certainly keen to play like Eevee, for example, and always like let's, let's go, Eevee, go yeah. let's go Eevee and stuff like that, which I'm really excited for now to play. And I'm also wanting to play like the the expansion packs of this and stuff like that. I look mm. forward to all this different stuff, and it's um for for me it's it's just made me hooked, and. Mm-hmm. As mad as it seems, there was just this moment that dawned on me about two days ago where I was like, I think this might be in my top 10 games ever. Really? I was like, I really, really fucking like this game. Like, I really enjoy myself when I'm having it. And I know that, like, there's many things that factor into, like, my top 10 and why I like them of being, like, you know, a great game or a great narrative or how it makes me feel and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is about how it makes me feel. And this game just makes me feel happy. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm having fun. Every time I load it up, the music and everything, and when it was just doing that, like, uh, 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 oh, yeah. every time I was like, yeah, let's go. I was like, fucking gym battle. Woo! I was like, absolutely loving life, you know? Um, mm. But yeah, you know, I, that's, <laughs> it just. Sorry, that was just really good. It was like really perfect. <laughs> but for me, it was just, um, it, it was a really like nice experience. It was nice um to get off and running in the franchise and like i say i think it might have eked itself into my top 10 games of all time is how much i love it but yes mm-hmm. also Thank i'm you. gonna apologize for looking very shocked a second ago because my granny's like lights just flashed on and i went oh so <laughs> segueing into my part i got i got spotlights <laughs> <laughs> okay so katie Oof. take us through some of your notes oh no actually the only other thing i've got written down is um I just thought it was simple. And I think that's Mm -hmm. just something I'll reiterate is that for a game that is a flagship franchise for Nintendo, I just thought it like detail wise and stuff graphically and all this kind of stuff, like they could have made the grass look better. They could have made the graph, the the graphics look more like Breath of the Wild level. Yeah. Some of the graphics are pretty bad. Like for what it is. For for, for such a huge game, they're selling at such a huge price and they're selling two types of the game. Because there are mil- parts where, like, it's very, like, um, glistening looking or, like, see-through or holographic, kind mm-hmm. of, and you're just kind of like, that looks a bit off, but yeah. when it, you do expect it to look like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, I really liked the storyline for what it was. I thought the pacing was really, really good. Yep. Um, which is never something I... I think in the older Pokemon games, there was always a struggle because it was always a lot harder. So you would never progress in the storyline quite quickly because it was so hard. You had to train your Pokemon up. You had to then spend a lot more time training because your experience points didn't go up as quick. You didn't encounter Pokemon as high a level as you do in this game. It's very, very like area focused where this game is completely different because you have the wild area and in different areas, no matter what level you're at, you are exposed to really high level Pokemon. So you can mm. go and face them. Where in other games, um, it's kind of rare that you can expose yourself to higher level Pokemon. Um, I did like the story. I think it wasn't too heavy. And I think it was a nice change from the last game, which was um, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah. Because as I said before, that just I personally just thought that was too wacky. It went mm. too full on. It was very emotional at times too. Yeah. Um, 
and it wasn't even those parts that I, I minded there was just parts that it just went very strange yeah so I feel like they dialed that back and I really enjoyed it yeah it was a good um, move from them kind of thing the only thing I will say is I think some of the characters have a lot to be desired so there's some characters like I really like like I liked Marnie and I liked Sonia Yep. as characters but cool. they could they didn't really delve as deep as i would have liked into their backstory mm-hmm. especially marnie because i feel like they they gear her up to have crazy kind of backstory especially with team yell mm-hmm. um and it's like very surface level there's not much to it and then you have hop and i just think he's potentially the worst rival in any pokemon game yeah Although I could be wrong and I, I could not just I could just not be thinking of one off the, off the top of my head, but I just think yeah. he's a really bad rival. Um I think it's interesting because nearly all the other rivals are all very cocky and they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna beat you and I'm gonna oh, beat okay. you and this is the first time that like So you they would see... be more like bed bed bedde or whatever. Is that what the older rivals were like? Oh, I mm. no. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if I wanna talk about him. He annoys me. But um yeah, they would be a lot more cocky. It depended on the game, really. Like, there's some really stuck-up dudes. Like, really, yeah. really stuck-up. Like, really sure of themselves. And then you have other guys... to make you want to beat them. Yes. Rather than I just felt bad being hot. Yeah, and then you saw his self-confidence drop, and you're just like, oh. And then after a certain time, he was like, oh. Like, at some point, he was like, oh, I, I lost to the gym leader. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, you're supposed to be my rival. Mm-hmm. Like, he's supposed to equal you. Yeah. And I mean... Yes, they were trying to like create a bit of a deeper emotional level to it, but I just don't feel like they got it properly because he just ended up being annoying. Yes, he was annoying as fuck. Every time and even I saw him, I was like, oh. you know, he was like that friend yeah. that you like that you have in school that's just like too friendly, and you're just always just like, oh, you know, like you see him when you go into Tesco or something, you like just try and dive into an aisle. Or something, oh, to try that's and we don't condone that on this podcast, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was just not like, especially for how the storyline went, and he's supposed to be your equal, and you're supposed to kind of save the world together. Um, if you think about um, Red and Blue, the very first Pokemon games, which are so you have Red as the the main character who is like Ash's counterpart, and then you have Blue who's supposed to be Gary's counterpart in it, right? Um, they're like legit just on the same page. They're really good. They're so good that they're the like top two trainers. Yeah. In but the whole what world, it felt like, and I don't know whether you mirror this, what it felt like to me was it was like, right, I'm a total boss. I've yeah. smashed everyone to pieces. Mm-hmm. And when the moment came that I went to pick up the sword, it just felt like Hop was like, Oh, I'll just pick up the shield. I may as well yeah. whilst I'm here. Rather than being like it was an like it was a thing, his destiny or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I'm like, sorry, Hop, you were mm. not great. Um, BD. I don't even know. I still, I don't know if I want to talk about him because I feel like um, he never redeemed himself. No. He just done, ended up having whole... to dress up in pink and then... Yeah, um... it was like, it was nice, wasn't it, to begin with? Because it was like, oh, uh, you know, uh, it was cast out. He was cast out by the by the person or whatever. Yeah. And then was found by the fairy lady. And it was like, oh, that's like a nice ending for him. He gets to go off and be like this. Yeah. And all of a sudden he just interjects, doesn't he? And you have to fight him again. Yeah. And then he's giving out about her. And instead of like normally what would happen is like, he'd be like, oh, I realized that I was being a total yes. dick. 
and you know she's shown me a new path and that's great I'll walk down this path and he was just like oh he was almost like oh she's emotionally manipulating me into being a gym leader yeah and I'm wearing pink and I hate it and I was just like what is this dude like why are mm. why are we here but yeah um I also felt Leon as a champion wasn't a great champion there was just so much of like for how strong you come across as like you're just whipping people left right and center and then every time you get to a like um a, like a part of the storyline leon's like don't worry about it i'll sort it and yeah. then he, he just runs off and you're kind of like i've literally just whipped everyone why why yeah, yeah. why am i being left in the dark and you never get treated that way really i don't think in the other games not to my memory anyway and I was just like, it didn't, it, it just didn't add up. But for the most part, I really liked the storyline. I don't mm -hmm. think, personally, I would play it again. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was an experience I really enjoyed when I did it. But would I think... Would it be in your top five Pokemon games? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Okay. And if it is, it would be very, like, it'd be low. Yeah, like, yeah, it would be fifth or something. The... It would be barely okay. there. I, I just re I really enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. Um, you, and, and obviously, this is just sp me speaking from, obviously, we were, we were playing at the same time, conversing a lot during it. Yes. And you just seemed to really enjoy playing it, and you seemed to mm. really enjoy yourself when you were playing it as well. So that obviously factors yeah. into it massively. Yeah, for how it made me feel, it was amazing. Mm. And I think that's another reason why I wouldn't play it again, because I know I wouldn't be feeling the same way. Yeah, because it's not that, oh, what's around the corner? It's like, oh, I know what's happening. Yeah, but it's done now. And I feel like it was very heavily story-based um, compared to, say, Pokemon Ruby, which I, like, look, I'm very biased towards that game, but I could play that over and over and over and over. Oh, okay. And not get bored. Um, the same with the first games. Like, there's so been so many uh, Kanto remakes, like, first-gen remakes, and I'd play yeah. them every time. Mm -hmm. Um even when they brought out like let's go eevee and people were skeptical because that's also the mechanics are a lot easier than the original games mm. um i still played that yeah um because they were just genuinely really good storylines i really liked the pokemon yeah i just really liked the progression i thought some of the pokemon were just naff like yeah. i don't know whether the ice cream one was new or not <laughs> was that in any previous games the ice cream one, yeah, he was a previous gen. So the oh my god, like some of them were just like, like, you know, it just felt like they were trolling me. It felt like whoever makes them was just trolling me and being like, "How yeah. obviously similar can I get to what this is?" Like that trash mon or whatever it was that was like called like oh Garbador trash... or Trubbish. Yeah, 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 that's it, Trubbish. It's just like, oh guys, come on. Yeah, that that was from previous gen. So there's been a few gens where it's like really just people are like, why did you even make it's it? It's like they on? have, a, yeah, it's like having they have like an imagination barrier or something. It's really terrible. Like it's like yeah. Grimmar and Muck make sense because yes they it's like alluding to what they are, and I think Muck is walking a fine line of being you know what he is but like mm -hmm. i think some of them are just like you know it's like calling it you know if it's a seagull we're calling it like schmeagol <laughs> or something you know and it's just like well why are you calling it that why are you not calling it something like you know because they don't just call pikachu yellow mouse do yeah they? but no you know in fairness I mean? in the first generation they literally had a seal called seal <laughs> so it's yeah. not it's not something new okay, really cool. all right 
they just have mo like they have moments of greatness where they're like we've made this amazing pokemon that everyone's gonna love and then they have moments of like we're gonna give you trubbish yeah 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 and you're okay, yeah. and you're just like who who likes trubbish i'm afraid that we're gonna offend someone that really likes trubbish that yeah, listens to the podcast. huge trubbish fan out there like, <laughs> yeah. um sat there looking at their trubbish their trubbish uh you know little plushie right now going like wow you know i don't know if they've even made a trubbish plushie I mean, let's be real like i i've it? been it's in many pokemon like... centers in my time and i've never seen a trubbish plushie plushie so i'm like Mm-hmm. then again everyone gave shit to diglets and my baby cousin is obsessed with diglets she just loves really? diglets and she has over 100 diglet pokemon cards cool and i was like i don't know if i'm proud or ashamed really um yeah. no that's not true <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it but um i do want to bring up dynamaxing okay because that never happened before oh didn't it okay no so it's very before... you it, or is that just me thinking that it's similar you know? it just felt like they were like we have to do something we have to make them super sane yeah um and mind you it's not it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be so when they first announced it and i was watching the trailers for it, i was like this is just ridiculous this is yeah. so ridiculous you're literally just making them huge mm-hmm. and um I still think it's ridiculous, but I enjoy it when I'm playing it and I like Dynamaxing and it's more the fact that you have to think tactically about it and you have like three turns. You only have three turns. Yeah. Yeah, but it Um, it was a little bit kind of, oh, wait till the last Pokemon every time rather than be able to use it like um, at the start or something. Yeah, you don't really like have it. Yeah, like it's like... um, Like you had a choice, but they were very much like, oh, you never knew when they were like... I would prefer if they were like, oh, you never know when they're going to Dynamax. And then you're like, oh, crap, I need to yeah. figure it out. But you just Dynamaxes should have been a little bit more hard hitting because there was just yeah. times there was times where like someone Dynamax was something that was like, you know, let's say, uh, 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 I guess it's grass Pokemon, isn't it? That's not good against Arcanine. But they would just like hit Arcanine and it would just go like, oh, it wasn't very effective. And I was just like, oh, these things like th- their attack should be like wiping out your average Pokemon. What it should be yeah. is three straight faints shouldn't it for their uh, their attacks what, yeah. unless unless you dynamax back you know it should be a dynamax off effectively um yeah it, it should um i don't there was times where i enjoyed it and i especially at the start because i also think the music for the dynamaxing was insane it was so, so good cool. it was like really really cool the score um, and the music throughout this entire game i have to just interject really and say is absolutely fantastic the entire yeah time. i love it there wasn't so, so like good. the relaxing music the chill music in between the battle music just normally but also just especially and the stadium music before even you dynamax is always yes. super dope and then it goes even like more to the next level it has all the crowd going like, ah, 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 yeah it was really, really it's good. like so cool it like makes you feel like something epic's happening and especially when you like throw mm. a massive pokeball up and you're like it's like going yeah. absolutely nuts you know <laughs> yeah but i find i found like it was really epic at the start and stuff and you're like ooh, i'm actually excited for this it wasn't as trash as i thought it was going to be but then later on i found i was just like this is just taking up time like yes. having to wait for them to dynamax i have to wait for me to dynamax and then they're finally trying to hit and it's just taking five times longer mm-hmm. and I for s- not that hard hitting yeah for what you thought it was going to be yeah so i see what you're saying that like i remember thinking in the last couple of battles like I've Dynamax now and I've got to wait for him because it's his last yeah. Pokemon. I know it's his last Pokemon to say, ooh, this is my last Pokemon. I'm going to Dynamax. It's a bit like, yeah, I know this is going to happen, dude. Like, Let's get it over and done with, you know? Yes. So in previous games, and I can't remember when they brought it in. I'm pretty sure it was when they brought in 
when they remade Ruby and Sapphire. I could be wrong on this. What the Dynamax it was brought in? No, they had Mega Evolutions. Oh, okay. And this is what it's heavily based off of because there was Mega Evolutions. And I remember at the time when Mega Evolutions came into it, people were giving out, but I, or like they were complaining about it and they're like, this is too much. But um, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. It was like, um, and I know some people really liked the Mega Evolutions um, and they continued it for a few games. Mm-hmm. that there was mega evolution so you had certain po- only certain pokemon can mega evolve and it was certain like certain yeah. starters so i was really happy that septile could evolve because septile is one of my favorite pokemon and he mm-hmm. looked so sick in a mega evolution that my two of my best friends um eric and gavin they bought me a mega uh septile plushie oh cool <laughs> and, like all the way from japan and i was like oh yay nice. um and some of the mega evolutions just look really sick and some of their moves and stuff were really cool and then I was a bit disappointed. They just completely wiped it off as if it didn't exist in this game. Okay. And then they got Dynamaxing. And I was like, okay. And sometimes I feel like the Dynamaxing stuff, even though it was explained to a degree, it's a little bit like, I still don't really understand what's going on. No, I never understood what was going on really. It was like, I don't know, a star dropped and it kind of made stuff happen. Yeah. So they didn't really go into great detail the way they would have yep. in other games. Um. Some other things, like, even though I loved the wild area, I think that was a really cool concept because you could just do so much and you could just see so many different Pokemon. You're exposed to so many more than you ever would be in other games because every other game, you say it was literally like a trail around a map. Yeah, like you're on you're on train tracks, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only catch specific Pokemon in specific areas, but you couldn't get to, say, like, the Fire Island until, like, you were nearly at your, like, seventh or eighth gym badge in the yeah. first game. Um, actually, I think it was the last badge, but um, where in this one you were exposed to all sorts, so you can always have different types on your team. Where when you start off in a lot of the games, say you only have a normal type Pokemon in your starter, or you have a flying type Pokemon and a normal type Pokemon, and you don't really have that much of a type variety. So this was really good, but yeah. at the same time, I'm I'm juggling between oh, it's really good and it's too easy. Um, then I think in this game, even though there's the wild area. There's some towns I never went back to after I beat the gym. Yeah, same. Like that really, really cool foresty one. Yeah. With the mushrooms. Then, oh, that beautiful looking. But I never yeah, it was there. it was gorgeous. It was so nice. And then we there was no reason to ever go back. No. Which is so unusual. Is that an unusual um, for a Pokemon game, is it? To not go back. Yeah, to. I always found like I would go back to areas to catch certain Pokemon and stuff oh, like that. Okay, but right. because you had the wild area, you hadn't really... Like I know there's little areas in between towns and stuff but like realistically i never went back to them yeah yeah um and there wasn't as much stuff to find i found like you know um you know you didn't find as many pokeballs and stuff because yeah. i think they're trying to make it that you have you get the watts from the the wild area and then you spend mm-hmm. the watts and you buy the new pokemon moves like the tms and stuff yeah where in the old pokemon games you used to have to find them yeah you specifically sort of... yeah Cool. So I just thought I was kind of like, oh my god, you made all this map, yeah, and then and literally had one purpose, yeah, yeah, and then you moved on and never saw it again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, um, let me think. I think it was interesting. Team Yell. I'm a little bit like, I don't know if I like what they did, where they didn't make it a really deep concept. So in every single Pokemon game, you have a bad team. So you have yeah, Team, Rocket Team Rocket in the first game. Team Rocket, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they come back in the second game. And there's an ultimate mission, you know, where they like 
they want to take over the world they want to like have all the pokemon all the really strong pokemon they want to take over the world um in pokemon ruby you have two teams that are fighting against each other but they're still both evil because one wants to take and i don't understand this but one wants to like completely cover the earth in water and the other one wants to completely drown or like get rid of the earth or get rid of, get rid of the sea yeah yeah but, which i'm like doesn't make but sense but team didn't have that primary yeah. objective in the same way they were just supporters they were literally just like stockies like for marnie yeah like, like a the, all the other ones had global like incentives to like take over the world and then mm-hmm. literally team yal were like oh we want marnie to win oh she, <laughs> we're so sad she didn't win oh yeah. marnie and i was like is that it mm. but at the same time i think it was like very chill so i was a little bit like okay at least we don't have these like do you think that to... perhaps with, with with those other ones that the, there's not with how i don't know there was a big scope to this story like it was quite like uh let's say it's going to affect the whole world you know with this dynamaxing and why it's happening and all these different things that are going on and how to stop it from happening which apparently is by killing something but like uh you know not without going too spoilery but like not that even if i went spoilery it would make any sense but like yeah. it, it, <laughs> it like is it that if you'd have added that objective it would have overcrowded it so they yes, needed to, a team so. to be to be what they were kind of thing yeah because normally in the game the, the, the bad team are normally the reason why the world is going to come yes. to an end yeah um where this was very unusual that it wasn't the case mm-hmm. but yeah. it was okay like i was like i as i said i'm kind of on the fence of it like oh like i wouldn't have liked it but at the same time i'm like oh i don't know if it's just my diehard like pokemon fan in me is being like oh but that's what the teams should be um so yes but like as i said and i keep as reiterating whole, though, as a whole like what would you what would you describe as a um like a veteran pokemon player as a as a master pokemon collector and everything else mm-hmm. what would you sort of summarize the game as especially if you've got someone else listening who's you know played a bit of pokemon might not be like might not be or might not have crossed the the void like if, if you were talking to yourself before you played this game what would you have said to yourself about it to to either sell it or to not sell it or whatever like just to like sort of Ooh. wrap up your entire experience with it like because again, like you know, f- for me, I could do that with a Call of Duty game now, for example, because I played so many of them, I know them all so well. So I could be like, look, if if you like this one, then it's gonna appeal to you or whatever. Like, is it like you're like just sort of to wrap up all your points and sort of the good and the bad, like mm-hmm. you know, w- what does like Pokemon Sword mean to you? You know, I think if you want a chill game that's not too emotionally heavy and you're really into catching Pokemon this is a really good game for you because there's a lot of other games where that's not as realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't catch them all. You can't catch them easily. Yeah. Um, and I found like this, like I just found this was very, very chill. Yeah. It was enjoyably chill. That's um, something for me that I'm just a little bit concerned with now Have after this conversation where I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure because I really found this so therapeutic and so like... Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. I had so much fun and stuff that yeah. like there was there wasn't that level of difficulty because you know, even like with games of Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. Like when I come and play them, like I really enjoy Breath of the Wild. It makes me happy playing it and stuff like that. But there is just times where I'm just getting like destroyed by something or like, things aren't going yeah. well or whatever. Rather than this, just felt like it was like everything's easy, everything's cool, everything's yeah. Like, I just you know. I felt like 
this game didn't give me as much of a sense of achievement. I okay, enjoyed cool. the process of it, but it, yep. I didn't feel as fulfilled ending the game. Yes. Compared okay. to other games. Um, like even the, the, like beating Leon, I was just like, that didn't seem like a championship match yep. to me. Um, where in the other games, like especially the first few, you have the, you do the gyms, you do your eight gyms, and then you go to the Elite Four. You have the four trainers. Mm that are supposed to be the best of the best and you literally yeah. are like oh my god these are the best of the best i'm getting absolutely annihilated like yeah. even to the point that between your gym challenges and sword you get to heal up oh yeah yeah in the elite four in you other just have games to take them all on do you once you enter the door you can't go back oh my god until unless you progress further or unless you faint all your pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. you you have to have all your potions you have to all your revives mm your whole party have to like survive those four matches and then the champion yeah, that's without crazy. healing. Yeah, that's insane. You know, but you feel so achieved yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, cool. You're like, oh my God, I really beat the game and I really worked hard for it. And like you, you but, put in the blood, sweat and tears to get your Pokemon up to that level. But the process of it, the going from A to B, the, the journey, you would say perhaps in comparison to other Pokemon games was better. Yeah, for a chill experience, I think as a, as someone, I think this would be a great game for people that haven't played Pokemon for the first time, like you oh, especially, exactly. you felt you, that I'm way. a prime example of that, yeah. Um, and I felt it was great for a chill game. Yeah. Um, as a hardcore Pokemon fan, which is in, such an interesting perspective to have on this, you know. Yeah, but, um, you know, I would go back to other Pokemon games and really yeah. grind are you and interested in playing grinding. the DLC or do you not have as much of a calling to it? The which one? The DLC for this one. Do you have a calling to Oh, the DLC. It? I want to. Yeah. But it's not like a, well, it's not like a thirst. It's not like a, I have to do no. this as soon as possible. And I think it's than... because you haven't played the post-game yeah. story. Mm -hmm. um, which, look, it's not that long and it's not that important realistically. But... It's a bit ridiculous, and I, I, it turned me off the DLC. And it's not that it turned me off, but it just I, like, I think I think if I had rolled credits and bought the DLC straight away, I would have been like, yeah, yeah let's go. But then I mm -hmm. played that post game. Oh, so maybe that would change my perspective a little bit. But at the moment, like I'm chomping at the bit to do it. But I was the exact yeah. same. I was the exact same until I played that last bit, and I was a bit uh, like, this well, got a bit ridiculous really fast, I'll, and I'll it was unnecessary. And, I'll try and update next week whether that would be different for me. But yeah, so mm -hmm. so in in total, you just say it's like a it's a chilled. Pokemon experience and something. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't say I've an like a huge emotional attachment to it. Yeah, and I think that's what's really like in me is that I, even the, my party Pokemon, I don't have that much of an emotional attachment to. Oh, well, wow, I really? do to my Sceptile that Shulok gave me, and I have to give a shout out to Shulok because he, <laughs> he traded me a Sceptile, and I was like, hey, and my like, I ha always have a Sceptile and an Espeon in my party, and I love yep. them. But yep. other than that, but their attachment comes from previous games. Yes. You know, so but exactly. for me, like Sobble, for me, like I would be gutted if I couldn't have a Sobble again in the next one. And I think when I go mm -hmm. back, I'll be like missing the fact that I can't have a Sobble and stuff like that. You know, because it's yeah. like that is something that I'm really specifically attached to. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, just just to just to wrap up this conversation, I guess it's just that it's been um, really fantastic being able to listen to your points of view, which has changed like my perspective on what I expect going forward and what I've been mm -hmm. through and how interesting it is for me to be able to listen to to you and your perspectives on it because it was like you're you're more in limbo i'd say of the game than you would be in like 
you know, really enthusiastic or really pissed off. You know, you're not really like you're not you're not particularly no. wildly emotional about it in any way, shape, or form. But like with me, like I'm like buzzing. Like I say, like it's almost like eked itself into my top ten games of all time because I'm just like I love this so so much. And I think anything that you play always seems to just like it's it's, it's really interesting because it matters where you are in your life and what's going on in your life and all these different things. Because mm-hmm. like I'm sure that like the first time I played Florence was so so phenomenal for me because at that time I was going through a breakup and all these different things. So like it really like emotionally impacted me rather than if I played it at a different point, I might not have enjoyed it as much, but like for sure, like I needed Pokemon now and I really, really enjoyed it. And thank you to you for showing me and, <laughs> and, and making me want to play it because you're so into Pokemon yourself. And it wasn't as if I was yeah. like, Oh, I, I have to play it. It was just that you were just like, you should give it a go. You should give it a try. Um, like you have with Okami and these other games, just like I am trying to do with you with The Last of Us and Horizon and all these different games, which I think just anybody who's gamer friends with anyone is always like, oh, I'll play the games I love. Um, but Because yep. I get a vicariousness from it because I can never experience them again for the first time. But like you were loving it. You were loving it when I was like, oh my God, I've done this and oh my God, I've done that. You know? Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun to see like the emotion in it. And then I have to bring up like playing against other people has always been... A part of Pokemon, like whether it be back in the day where you had the Game Boy and you had to literally have a cable and put mm-hmm. them the cable into your two Game Boys just so you could yeah. have a battle. Like it's always makes like me and Chulak. Chulak was my first battle, and like he absolutely whooped me, but it was great. It was still fun. And then me yeah, and you sure. obviously had a few battles, even though you weren't very happy about you losing. But I, I, the first battle mind, the first battle mind was horrendous because. Yeah. You your Pokemon weren't even fully evolved. Was, and now I do just, have to say, I put the levels at level 50 just to try and make it fair, but it wasn't yeah, but fair. but you completely destroyed me in the first one and it was just like, wow, this is just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, I did enjoy it more. And I look forward to play, like battling you again and battling Chulok and all these different things. Um, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really fun. Um, yeah, but, but I just yes. have to say before yeah. like you finish up, and I know you're going to find the other Pokemon games quite difficult, but I think because you like emotional games and you like you get emotionally attached to things i think and i don't know maybe maybe you want because we're all i'm also a lot older than when i played Mm -hmm. these but i got a very like very emotionally attached to the storylines of the older games okay well i'd be interested to see whether that would be the case would that be the case pokemon eevee then do you think you might i think they they dumbed that down a little bit but it's the same storyline it's the same storyline as the first ever thing is that i have to stress that i don't particularly give a fuck about any of the actual characters in the story even sonya and stuff like some of the ones i liked a bit more marnie uh i'm like if i never saw marnie again in a pokemon i wouldn't be upset you know yeah rather than rather than like if is for me it was it was the pokemon experience that i enjoyed it was the Mm. collecting it was the battling it was the league it was all these different things but the individual characters like almost uh, just like sort of tertiary to that for me but yes yeah like um, even if you play the first game like you'll probably get more attached to like the gym leaders and stuff like that and even though you don't experience them that much it's just i don't know you just feel more attached to them um and then even in the the later pokemon games there's just certain characters i can pinpoint that i'm like i love that character oh okay i really really love that character if i if i attach myself if i play those in the same way um which i'd be certainly interested to do but yes, mm-hmm. we we do need to wrap up the deep discourse because uh, I don't want to fret on for too long. But it's it's super super interesting conversation, and I think that like again, it would be interesting perhaps to revisit Pokemon after I played like Eevee or something like that, or mm-hmm. you know just to revisit at different times. It will be that whether it's just in our what's the story or whether it's in like a, a middle section again for a deep discourse or something like that, like maybe comparing Pokemon to another game or something like that that yeah. I've played or 
whatever it might be. But yeah, again, thank you for letting me or, or, or opening the door to me and being so helpful to me because I think I would have struggled if I didn't have you to lean on for, for your experience and stuff because I just would have been like, oh, well, I'm lost and it would have just frustrated me and stuff. So it was really mm-hmm. nice to have that. But yeah, and also thank you to Luke for letting me borrow uh, Pokemon Sword because you're a legend, mate. <laughs> yeah, but give yourself a lot of credit too because there was a lot of stuff that I thought you'd get stuck on but you didn't and you pushed mm. through, so... Yeah, yeah, sure. But I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. But this has been Deep Discourse for this week. Um, of course, if you're still here, if you're still listening, we still have one more segment to go, which is Rye versus Ginger Nut. So as I look around, I'm looking for my phone because Kaylee has sent me a photo. So yep. we'll have to trash through this. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Kaylee has devised a guess who for Pokemon, yeah. which I shall, for everybody on YouTube, try and flash on the screen now. If not, uh, for anybody listening, it is a prolifera of different Pokemon characters and stuff like that. Both Pokemon um, and trainers. And trainers, yeah, it's Pokemon and trainers. Um, and I am already struggling to think of half of their names. Um, but <laughs> yes, we will... Uh... I deliberately picked them because I was like, oh, he'd know these. This is why I messaged you earlier and I was like, give me Pokemon names. Mm-hmm. And you also have one duplicate in there. Yeah, that was a mistake. Oh, okay. No worries. I didn't know whether he was like... No, that was that was a mistake. Just <laughs> no Professor worries. Oak is so amazing he got in there twice. Okay, Professor Oak is his name. That's good to know. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is how this is how uh, Pokemon not savvy I am. So how would you want to play it? We'll go me first, then you, and then you first, then me. We'll just do best of three, yeah? Okay. So first to two. Right. Um, but but we're doing it in how many t- questions it takes us to answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you go then, and I have picked one. You've picked one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you a human? No. Okay. Are you... Actually, I'll write this down. A water type? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Mizu? Nope. Crap. I'm Magikarp. You're not supposed to tell me. Oh, why? You're supposed to keep guessing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought once you guess, that's it. Should we no. just say? Should we say that once you've guessed, that's it? You just got to take your guess. No, because your whole idea is how many questions that you ask, but and you're supposed oh. to whoever gets the quickest. All right. So that took you. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that's nil for you for that one, and then. <laughs> Okay, we'll start again. Should we start again? I'm sorry to everyone watching. Do you want to... <laughs> right. I'm going to pick so one. Excited. I'm going to... <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, ooh, she didn't get it. And I was like, you know... Just like, Whoa. I was like... I'm sorry. Magikarp. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it in. How many questions was that? Four? Don't. Just don't. Okay. Right, I've picked someone. Okay. Um... Are you, um, are you a human? No. Okay. Are you orange? No. Ooh. Are you Wulu? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What the Ta-da! heck? So how many questions was that? Did you keep track? Three. Three questions. Yeah. Okay, so that's your that's my first one. 
Your first one now. Okay, I've picked. Are you a Pokemon? Nope. Do you have orange hair? Nope. Are you a girl? Nope. So we'll say that I won this one now then, because this will have to be your fourth question, yeah? So I won the first round. Yeah? You can still try and guess who it is. Yeah. I'm just saying that I've won this round, yeah? Is that how we're playing it, yeah? So I answered less questions. I'm just rolling with it, to be honest. But so yeah, just one we'll now. go with that. We'll go with that. Okay. Are you Professor Oak because he's here twice? No. <laughs> Are you there twice? <laughs> Crap. Are you Hop? Yes. Oh, I knew so, I hated Hop. So five or six questions was that? Anyway, it's one nil right. to me. So if I win this, it's over. If not, it's one or we go to the next one. So you pick one. Um. Okay. Okay. Are you a girl? Nope. Are you a guy? No. Are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the gender of the Pokemon are, so... Oh, no, no, I mean... Human. Oh, whoops, I just gave human. you a hint. Okay. Are you Meowth? Nope. Oof. Are you Squirtle? No. Oh dear. This is not looking good for me. Are you Rickety? No. <laughs> you're not oh. even asking characteristics. You're just like, are you this? Are you that? Are you this? <laughs> uh, are you Snorlax? No. Oh, I give up then. Right, so you're definitely... No, you can't get... just give up. No, keep going. Uh, are you Arcanine? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what if realistically I end up asking that many questions? You have to keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, are you the little are you the little dog thing that looks like Alfie? No. Are you Mewtwo? Jesus. No. Oh my god, what are you then? Mizu? No. I've fucked this right up. Are you Wooloo again? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so now i literally have one to go surely magikarp are you magikarp yes i am magikarp wow <laughs> hold on i feel like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven guesses i'm like i think i should count that as like two rounds worth no. of like guesses so i had 11 guesses and you are now you have to guess mine okay go mm -hmm. Are you a Pokemon? Yep. It's my granny's phone. Carry on. What did you say? No? no yes, yes, I'm a Pokemon. Y you are a Pokemon? Yep. Are you a water type? No. Are you Snorlax? No. Meowth? Yes. I forgot so to write down. That was in six questions, I think. Five or six, anyway. But you won that round, so it's one all. This is the final now. Mm -hmm. Just remember, everybody who's watching and listening, um, I'm not sure how this is going to seem listening, so I will um, adhere to that. But I may try and edit in me saying who the Pokemon are. 
okay. that, that we have or whatever. But, um, of course, if you're watching, I'll probably put up like a photo of this or something like that. Um, okay. But overall, anyway, it is 2-1 to me. I'm 2-1 in Ginger Nut versus Ryan's at the moment, as of the last podcast that we've done together. Um, so, I have... No, you're not 2-1. It's one all, isn't it? I have picked. We've only done... I have picked. It's 2-1, definitely. I've written it down on the last podcast. I thought we were one off. Hmm. Hmm, we'll have to edit this back in later when I think of it. <laughs> um, you've picked. Are you a Pokemon? Yes. Gamble. Go for it. Go on. Just gamble. Just do it. Just Are you plucking. Yamper? Nope. Just start plucking them out of thin air, you know? Just go for it. You're on three questions already. Are you fluffy? Nope. Four. Keep going. Can just keep... Are you Mizu? No. Five. Come on. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I already asked where you... No, I didn't. You're on five questions. No pressure. But if Are you, you Rookity? Nope. Ha 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 ha. Your face speaks a thousand words of frustration. Number six, you're on now. No pressure, because of course I'm feeling easy breezy. I can pick what I want next time. Mewtwo? Yes, Mewtwo. So seven questions. So all I've got to do is get whatever you are now in less than seven questions, yes? Mm -hmm. And I've won. Okay, so pick. Okay. Are you Ash's ginger friend? No. Okay. Um, are you mate who's there twice? No. Okay, that's two. Are you uh, her from Team Yell? Uh, uh, um, Marnie? No. Oof, that's three. Um, are you the water champion? No. Okay, might have to... That's four now. I've got to start... Are you a Pokemon? No. Ooh, are you Sonya? No. Oh my god, that's six. So if I get this, it's a draw. Um, if not, I've lost. Who are you? The woman who dealed with the governor? Ah, oh, no. Are you Ash? No. Who else is there? Pop. No! Who else is there? Oh, Leon. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in! <laughs> oh, no. I you were so guess. confident as I, well. I, you I were guess. just like, go on, just go for it. Just just take the plunge, do it. Ha. What did you get for goading me? Wow, okay, so that's two all now in Ryan versus Ginger Nut history. Um, oh. That's cutting. Or it's 2-1 if you're that skeptical. I can see the skepticism in your face. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I we've thought, only I, I done I two podcasts before this, I haven't we? Done, I thought we'd done three. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. We need to We, need to we did Florence up. and we did the environment one. Yeah. Okay, so it's one all. So Perhaps I'm it's 2-1 to you. I'm winning. 
Perhaps I'm winning. <laughs> perhaps it's two one. If it is, it's all. It's unconfirmed. perhaps it's like all winning. Unconfirmed. It's all unconfirmed. Um, but yes, we will be back not next week, but the week after, I believe. Next week, maybe Pixie Partner. Out the week after will be us again. I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah. you'll see us anyway again on YouTube. On I will uh, be this like happy too because um, any I'll be podcast winning. service um, winner. And he will always be trying just to like it, undermine me. It. And he's like, oh, it's too all. Just use the oh, fuel. Use the, the first fuel. one was practice one. Use the fuel of the hate. Sore yeah. loser. John Cena once said, rise above hate. And that's what I'm going to do, you know. And I'm going to and I'm gonna rise beyond Ginger Nut in the next podcast. And we're going to be the champion once again. Like I came into Who's we? Me. Me and, and everyone who supports me, you know. No one. <laughs> no I'm getting one. ripped to shreds here. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. <laughs> this has been wonderful. I've really enjoyed myself <laughs> tonight. Thank you very much. Um, yep, I did. But yes. Winning's great. <laughs> thank you very much, Kaylee, for coming along the podcast. You've been Thanks wonderful. For having as always. Me. You're absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> this has been our special Pokemon podcast. Um, and yes, we shall, we will you'll catch us again in mm-hmm. the next one flew over the side quest. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs> thank you again for listening to another Pixie Gaming podcast, uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today. We are Pixie Podcast on Twitter, Pixie Podcast on Instagram, Pixie Gaming Podcast on Facebook, and Pixie Gaming Podcast on YouTube. And our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. You're all a bunch of legends. And uh, here's a little outro music. So enjoy. <laughs>